0: <laughs> Welcome to episode 20 n plus one. <laughs> Wait, what was it? 203? <laughs> <Yes. laughs> this is Podflix, episode 203. I am Paul. I'm Nish. I'm Willie. How
1: are you doing, gentlemen? Doing okay, doing alright? I don't know. You know it, I, it's I it's know funny to me so. the way the
2: we all we don't have like an actual way we start the show, but every time Paul does, he says, "How are you doing, gentlemen?" Does oh, he really? And, uh, every single time, because I mix the goddamn show, and every time I, in my head, I want to have some joke about like who are you calling gentle or who you calling a man, and I just like I'm never fast enough with it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, you've missed
0: your chance because now that you've pointed it out, I'm never going to do <laughs> <Never>. it. <again. laughs> it is um, gone
2: you're totally gonna to forget it's like you're three weeks away from hosting <laughs> it again maybe two months it'll happen
1: it's fine i mean that's true we told him what episode number this was and he forgot it within two seconds <laughs> <laughs> my brain is like swiss cheese exactly
2: who are you calling gentle anyway <laughs> yeah i'm fine thanks for asking paul i just care about you guys and i want to know how you're doing i'm doing good i'm actually doing great i have a story for you guys um was at the gym the other day and um, was working out with my buddy. And lately, this is a silly little side note, but I've been doing the sauna four days a week. Sauna rocks, okay? Um, so I was like, <laughs> he's all done. And I'm like, look, I'm going to hit the sauna. But actually, I want to do that one exercise which you guys will chuckle at. He's like, I'm going home. I'm not doing the fucking sauna. I'm like, okay. You know that one exercise where it's like, you're basically, you put the barbell on your on your crotch and you're like air humping. You really like weight and, you, and you're doing basically a bridge, yeah. you know, barbell weights, you're, you're, you're air humping, right? So I was like, I don't know. I want to I build out that butt a little bit. So I go yeah. over, I'm like, I'm going to find that machine and try it out, right? So I go over to the thing and there's a dude on there And he's pretty jacked, old dude. And um, I was like, hey, how many more sets you got? And he's like, only one more, mate. I'm just wrapping up. 15. He stands up. It's fucking Hugh Jackman. Really? Really? Yeah. I was just like, so are you? I was like, you Hugh Jackman? He's like, yeah. I was like, my kids and I love the greatest showman. He's like, well, tell your kids I said hello. He was the sweetest guy ever. And then. He seems
1: like the sweetest guy ever i yeah. humped the
2: same bar as him immediately afterwards i think our crotches is <laughs> basically touched by did, by the law of the distrib- distributed property of math i think we rub crotches but um the, that was gonna be my question
0: happen. of did he wipe down his machine when he
2: was done and in were you like no thing. no no, you don't have to wipe yeah, it down, it's fine. Wipe it down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i'm gonna lay i'm gonna lick that bar clean it's gonna be just fine oh <laughs> jesus <laughs> i will happily lay in your sweat. <laughs> that's right uh no he chatted with me for a couple minutes um Very nice man. Very very nice man, and very focused and and very jacked. So awesome. That was my um my week was fucking
1: made. Is he is he is he getting ready for Deadpool, right? Yeah, I was gonna say, is he jacked as he's getting ready for the new Deadpool movie? I told you a while ago that there was this guy,
2: like celebrity trainer that I was that I was like friendly with and that I'd worked out at his gym. So I asked him, I was like, "Hey, do you know Don Saladino?" He's like, "Yeah, I was just texting with him this morning," and so very clearly he's. He's working on getting ready for Deadpool. There so. you go. Now, I sometimes have a much more important question for you. It, it, sometimes these things happen at 8 a.m. I'm like, my day's over. I'm just going back to bed. <laughs> yeah. I was done.
0: Yeah. I mean, sometimes yeah. you peak first thing in the morning. Um, but I have a question for you, which is, why do you like the sauna so much? <laughs> because I've tried uh, a sauna. i tried it. <clears throat>
1: There's a, For there's relaxing a,
0: purposes, I try to post workout. Like right. I felt like I was gonna pass a, out. My, at my
1: my friends uh, or my friends, my kids um, do swim lessons on the weekends, <laughs> and there's a sauna. There's like a little sauna room in like the locker room, mm-hmm. and they are mystified by it. Like it's like every, we have this conversation every week, and they're like, "What is it again?" And I explain, and they're like, yeah. "But why would you go in there? Like, what does it do? Like what? It, like they are so mystified."
2: So there's like this crazy study. 30 year study in Finland they did about the effects of sauna on just like health and wellness really long really deep study with and there's a lot of people that participated and they found that if you do 20 minutes of sauna 180 degrees uh four times a week you'll you are drop your um chance of uh heart disease by 40 percent wow so yeah and if and Three days a week, it's still 25%. So it's, like, really, really good for you. Something to do with, like, the heat shock proteins and the way your body gets used to, like, kind of handling the stress. So, like, I did it for health reasons to begin with, but lately, I don't know, like, you don't talk in there. It's fucking hot, right? You're just there 20 minutes in quiet, and I feel like there's less, like, some really positive, like, mental... You know, health things going on with me in there. Like you're kind of meditating, and my creative brain and analytical brain just like meld when I'm in there, and I just come up with these great ideas. I love it. I love it now. <laughs> so, yeah. Unfortunately, Hugh Jackman was not in the sauna with me. Otherwise, <laughs> you'd still be there. Yeah, that's right. that's right. You would. You would have missed this
1: recording. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no i mean i i think legitimately i mean i'd have to obviously think of it but it's like hugh jackman is up there with like people where it's like if you met them it's like that's fucking cool like really fucking
2: cool, dude yeah every year that's like you know we have our like fitness celebrities like he is like everybody's fitness celebrity and the fact that <laughs> like he's using the thing that i'm about to use i'm like well god damn it that's fucking awesome yeah yeah absolutely so-
0: well, that's my story. All this talk of all this talk about the analytical brain and the creative brain you sound like you sound like one Miles Braun from our movie tonight, Class Onion. How's that for a transition? <laughs> They're better when I call them out. Um, so, so We're we always this when movie. you call them
2: out. <laughs>
0: I do always call them out. Yeah. Um, so we so we watched this movie this week. I was, by the way, I was very disappointed to find out that the official movie doesn't have the subtitle "A Knives Out Mystery." Um, it's just you called glass. You, you
1: were disappointed with that. I read. I read yeah, that Ryan Johnson. I like Johnson, a really bad subtitle. Yeah, I read that Ryan Johnson was pretty pissed that they put that subtitle on there. That he was like, "I understand, but like the whole idea is that it's like it's its own thing, and it's like it's like it's like a, like my thought on this was like you know it's like when Agatha Christie wrote mo- things, it wasn't like a Miss Marple mystery or like like a Hercule sure. Poirot. like it's like that's like the whole point. So yeah, he, he, why he like very much wanted it to crappy. only be yeah, yeah. He very much wanted it to only be called Class Onion. Yeah, and and it's also so, kind of silly because it's like a Knives Out mystery, and it's kind of like I feel like if you were going to call it anything, and I understand why they don't because Knives Out is kind of the thing that everybody knows. But wouldn't it be called a Benoit Blanc mystery? Like right. like Knives Out is just the name of that movie. Like like it's really weird to use that. And so will the third
0: one be? Also, a Knives Out mystery, or will the third one be a Glass Onion mystery? Will they just reference the previous? Nah, movie. it'll probably still a be a Knives like Out that. mystery.
1: I think <laughs> it'll be really weird.
0: If I was Ryan Johnson, that's what I would be pushing for. Like, fine, you just have to call the next one a Glass Onion. Right, mystery. <laughs> the
1: previous one.
0: Um. So obviously, there's way too much plot to sum it all up. But Nish, why don't you? We'll just we'll, intro us. Yeah, you?
1: I'll, I'll I'll intro like basically like what the intro of the movie is, so to speak a little bit so um so the movie takes place on a private island owned by a billionaire entrepreneur and tech genius or, or some kind of genius um miles braun uh played by edward norton um he has invited his his you know good friends who are all successes in various uh in in various ways um and who think of themselves as the disruptors Uh, because they sort of, you know, disrupt the established order um, to his island Um, during the pandemic. This this movie takes place in like the first few months of the pandemic when everybody is like really locked down Um, and um, he sets up kind of a murder mystery kind of game uh, for them to solve. And like they're all going to kind of hang out at his place. And uh, and one of the people who is invited and we'll kind of get to what that means uh, later on is Benoit Blanc, uh, Daniel Craig's character from Knives Out, uh who is the sole returning character uh, in this movie. Everybody else is new. Um, and it kind of goes from there. I think I think really to talk any more than that would be to kind of spoil what happens <laughs> uh, from that, which we will eventually do. But I think we want to probably say that we're going to spoil stuff but for the premise. That's the premise.
0: Yeah. And I think what's interesting just to start off with, I mean, you know, we talked about the first movie, um, and you know, all seem to like it quite a bit. Um, and this movie is, I think what's interesting about this movie is how it's similar to the first one, but also how it's different. Yeah. Um, cause in some ways, you know, it could have been a lot more formulaic than it ended up being, um, yeah. And I think that's I think that's interesting and especially how the movie starts, because unlike the first movie, this movie takes a while to get into it. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. There's a lot that happens up front and, and you're like,
1: isn't this a murder mystery movie? When are they going to murder someone? It's it's interesting because um this movie. Like that part of it reminded me a fair amount and a lot of this movie, like insert in, in the setups, not not in the movie itself, but in the setups reminded me of Death on the Nile. Uh, the movie yes, we watched I had earlier, the exact same thought. yeah, and and I actually read that that was one of his inspirations, like the the novel Death on the Nile. Like he wanted to do a travel mystery, Ryan Johnson, when he was writing this, like one where it's like you know people are all traveling somewhere or they're away somewhere on a vacation and stuff happens there, and and the and Death on the Nile was one of the things that he sort of used as sort of a a jumping off point. Uh, but it very much felt that way in also in that when we saw Death on the Nile, we both we we remarked upon the fact that it's like, yeah, like it's like an hour into the movie before like the murder takes place. And this is a little more complicated than that, but it definitely does take a while to, to get going. Yeah. If, yeah, to, if to only get, he to get, had to get known this stuff. Yeah.
0: Right. If only he had known such a bad adaptation of the same novel <laughs> was going to come out before his movie. Right. <laughs> um. Yeah. I don't know. What'd you, what'd you think about the
2: beginning? Willie? I watched it twice. <laughs> yes. Oh, so you loved it. <laughs> uh well i mean shocker of the day here i fell asleep at the end so i was like i might as well start this fucking bitch over because i i saw this like a month and a half ago for the first time so it's, what's interesting is i forgot i took notes the first time so i just did a little find in my notepad i'm like oh look at that i have two sets of notes on this movie <laughs> uh, uh yeah i i like the beginning of the movie i like the setup yeah um there's a lot. I have a lot of beefs and a lot of complaints. The beginning is not the beef of this movie.
1: One thing one thing uh, I yeah. really like about the beginning, um, which which we'll just, you know, touch on really quickly is uh, like as far as like somewhat efficient storytelling goes, I think is I really like the scene where they all arrive on the docks um, that that's getting ready to take them, because I think like just the way in which each of them arrive and the short conversations they have go a long way towards like filling out their characterization early on as to like, okay, this is who this is, this is who that is, this is who that uh-huh. is. Like even down to like the the masks they wear. Even like like it's like like I know it's like it's like um Catherine Hahn's character, the politician, has like the mask but her nose uncovered. Like Kate Hudson's character, the model, has like the like the like mask that's basically like a fishnet. And then of course Dave right. Batista and his girlfriend like don't have masks at all. Like it's like I, I feel like it just fits each character, like when they're like coming in. So let's talk about that because I think
0: one one thing I definitely think I didn't love about the movie was setting it during the pandemic because I feel like that is going to so incredibly date this movie. It like in my mind, like it already felt dated, um, having that in there. And the fact that they even dispatch with it with that like puff of air gun that Ethan Hawke uses. Um <laughs> like just just made me think like why bother like no like five years from now when someone watches this movie they're gonna be like what was that about i don't even understand um i don't know I, i i don't know i feel like setting anything during the pandemic is putting an expiration date on it
1: yeah i i think you're right on that um i think maybe some of the thought behind that was to like highlight the way in which like these rich fucks can just like disappear and do whatever they want even while everyone else is like hiding out like it's like oh well they can just go to this island and get some weird air puff thing and then they don't have to worry about anything um but i do feel like it's like yeah but like that's you know rich people can kind of go off and jet to some island at any point in time and like that's always something that most of us can't do so it's like you know i i think right I i think it's not necessary to have done that. You don't
0: need an excuse to show that rich people are, are out of touch or live in a different world than the rest of us. Right. It's
1: not like That's we don't pretty easy. to. Yeah, do. And, and we have multiple times during the rest of the movie that that is demonstrated. So yeah, I, I think, I think you're right on that, Paul.
0: So then we kind of get, we kind of get into the movie. I want to talk about the characters in a little bit. Um, but I, one of the things I, I do want to, talk about first is kind of the way the initial premise of the movie is kind of dispatched with pretty quickly um because i actually think my favorite scene in the movie is when benoit blanc is like are we starting the murder mystery and he's like yep he's like all right i got it here's everything that happened and (laughs) it was was great (laughs) and edward norton is just like god damn it like i spent so much time and money setting all this up and you just ruined all of it and
1: and i love the way he compares it like when he's all excited about it at the end like and they're in his uh his room or whatever it is up in the glass onion like how he's just like ah it's like it was great It was like one of those mini crosswords that you get in the new york times <laughs> <laughs> like, 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 like it's uh it's it's great the way he is i i agree i think that's my favorite scene in the movie the best part of the the best part
2: of that early was was you referenced it pre show nish and he's like, well, what do I what do I win when I get it? <laughs> yeah, kind of
1: yeah. You yeah. Like an iPad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and then the way that that Edward Norton's like, sure, yeah, yeah, fine. You you win an iPad, and then like two <laughs> lines later, he's like, I, I don't need an iPad. I, I just thought <laughs> it just came automatically when you said win. <laughs>
2: Yeah, uh, I like the early scenes with um, uh, David Batista, whatever his character is. Like, I, I don't know. Immediately, I was drawn to his character.
1: Yeah, I like. Yeah, I, 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 I agree. I, I really like just like the introduction, like all his men, men's rights bullshit, and then like his mom, like, like just like slapping him when he like when he when he like yells at her
2: like also his mom basically solving big chunks of that fucking hustle. Yes, yes. Yes. That was great. Yeah.
1: That was also really good.
0: Um so let's so let's talk about some of the some of the, some of the characters in this movie because they are numerous. Um and yeah, we have Dave Bautista as, you know, as you said, the men's rights
1: activist. Yeah, Duke Cody. Uh,
0: um and I I don't know who who rather than going around and around, who who really stood out for you guys?
1: Um, I would probably say for me, um, it's hard. I mean, so I don't know that anybody stood out for me among the cast quite the way that like some of the, that a couple of the people did in Knives Out, um, Mm -hmm. like as real standouts. I mean, I think they were solid all the way around. I guess if I were to pick a couple, I'd probably pick probably pick Dave Bautista and Edward Norton would probably be the two I would pick and Daniel Craig. I, I think Daniel Craig is like much more of a character in this movie in certain ways than he is in the first one. And I and I think that gets to where we're, we're going to get to this, but I think that gets to like kind of like the point of view character issue or or, yeah. or maybe not an issue, but just it's that is a big difference in this movie. and 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 I'm sure we'll talk about that. But because of that, I think Daniel Craig has much more of a presence in this movie and he's good i mean he's you know he's good
2: for me i like but i like batista's character i like birdie i thought kate hudson was was really on point she was right um she put she had like the right amount of vapid shallowness going on right um and just like unintentionally shithead right or maybe intentionally i'm not sure um but the thing that jumped out to me early was a, a little more of um it's kind of a gimmick. I don't, and it. But the second time, it still held up. Um, but the gimmick and the gimmick ran through the whole movie. But they started early and often with a, just like fucking name dropping shit. Edward Norton the, was like, "Oh, this is Paul McCartney's guitar that they played Blackbird." Yeah. on, yeah. Or Jeremy Renner's hot sauce, or Venus with, Williams getting with the ready. name They're on like, it. Yes, Williams so with like, the thing.
1: Yeah, it, it, yeah. Oh, it's it. it yeah, it like, it works. Yeah, it. They they have quite a few cameos in this, and they name drop a lot, and. It, it works well. Like they, they deploy it pretty well. They are some of the funniest things, even like yo-yo ma coming in in the beginning when they're trying to yeah. solve the thing and saying what the name of the piece was and all that. Like, right. it's, yeah, just like random shit like that. I really do. The, the Serena Williams thing. I really liked because, you know, you don't really realize unless you're paying attention that she's, that it's not just a picture. And they're like, you know, they're talking about like the murder and all this kind of stuff. And then
2: are you guys going to take a lesson. Right. Like, exactly. Uh,
1: yeah, like, I'm on the clock here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no
2: yeah for me those are the things two characters and like the, the gimmick started early but that 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 gimmick actually played for me the whole time never got old
0: i did like especially in the in the first part of the movie i did like the way edward darton played like the the millionaire who like wants to hang out with his friends but wants to control everything yeah and like i thought i just thought he played that part really well um you know didn't make a likable character but like i thought he i thought he did a really good job
2: he's a fucking
1: good actor man yeah like he, he, he yeah he picked yeah. a lane and ran down it and it was good yeah and he can he can be a very smarmy asshole when he wants to be in in For movies sure. and and he does that very well here
0: i do think i would say Catherine Hahn's character she, she was probably the most underutilized agreed member of the cast like i was expecting a lot um seeing her having her show up and didn't really get that much from her it was it was it was
1: kind of a thankless role for her like she's kind of the most serious one of all the of of all of them like like her i guess and leslie odom jr but like but like she she's like kind of like very anxious and pretty serious the whole time and yeah it's like the
0: one with the most to lose in a lot of ways yeah
1: yeah and you're used to seeing her and being like oh she's gonna be pretty funny and like you know really bring it and that's not really what she was asked to do in this movie yeah for sure, yeah, which is kind of too bad, like you said, because you know you you kind of expect that you're gonna see some really fun stuff from her,
0: yeah i did I did like the character development they did on Benoit Blanc. um, I like that like they kind of established that he's bad at solving simple puzzles, yes. um like him playing among us at the beginning and not really understanding it, and then there's another reference later where he just says like yeah i'm 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 simple puzzles, I'm really bad at,
1: yeah, it yeah, something. when he's talking about clue. Basically. Yeah, Clue. Yeah. That's what it is. And he says he yeah, hates Clue because it's just simply, he's like just walking around, like searching rooms.
2: <laughs>
1: right. Which, of course, is what they end up doing. Right. Exactly. In walking around and searching yeah. rooms. Yeah, exactly. Is, is Hugh Grant his partner? I couldn't figure out what the. Yeah, I think that's the idea. That was my takeaway. That was, yeah. that was, yeah, that was my take on it, too. Yeah. Another, another cameo. <laughs> like, really, just for a second. And I mean, since we're, since you mentioned Hugh Grant, and I know you mentioned it before, but like, the Ethan Hawke thing was just hilarious. And he just shows up 20 seconds, blasts everybody with the thing. And then he's gone. Never see him again. I got a fucking note. I'm like, was that Ethan Hawk? Right. I definitely, yeah. when I saw him, I was like, is that Ethan Hawk? And then he said something that's like, Man, that's totally Ethan Hawk. It's like, what is he doing here? I, I get the I get the
0: impression that this is very much seen as like, in Hollywood, like the cool movie to do the cameo in. Totally, You know, like you you want to say yes to doing a cameo in this movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. This like feels a little bit like even though it's not it's different in that it's a new cast each time like it it feels like the way like the oceans movies were like in the early 2000s when like yeah. when the second one came and I feel like it was kind of cameo heavy.
0: I did have a moment <laughs> I did have a moment when we saw um, him in the tub playing among us and then like you heard Angela Lansbury pop in and I was like. Oh man, are there going to be a whole bunch of other like unnamed fictional detectives that he's talking to? But it wasn't, but
1: right, um, right. It's interesting that uh, Natasha Leone was one of the people in who who he was playing among among us with, because I I don't know if you guys have seen it, but like, I've been seeing all these ads for like, there's a show that she's and I can't remember the name of it now that she's going to be doing. I think it's on Peacock, maybe or something like that, um, where she's a detective and solve stuff. And Ryan Johnson is the executive producer. There you go. So, yeah, she's synergies exactly. Yeah, she'd be a fun detective to watch. She's got she's got has a very specific personality, which I feel like could work for those kinds of things, especially like a TV show, like a Columbo ish kind of show. Yeah, there's our obligatory Columbo reference. <laughs> Would she be bitch. Mrs. Columbo? <laughs> That's right. She might. <laughs> the show is not called Mrs. Columbo. That much I can say.
0: <laughs> uh, so. Then should we should we talk about Janelle Monet a little bit?
1: Sure. So, uh. yeah. So, so Janelle Monet is is kind of like our um, protagonist, I guess. Like, like she, in a certain way, she plays the Ana de Armas role in this movie. In that she is sort of the person you end up kind of rooting for, and the one who Benoit Blanc is kind of working with. Um. But this it's done very differently here. And personally I think it's done to the movie's detriment. Or or maybe not the movie's detriment overall, but it, it it is something that I think when you compare it with Knives Out, I think Knives Out is better that way. For a couple reasons. here here and my thoughts are one, no offense to Janelle Monet, I just think Anna Dearmas is a is a more fun screen presence and, and a more likable one. Not that Janelle Monet isn't likable, but I think Anadamus is very, very likable in Knives Out specifically. Um, And then two, I think like the way that her character is introduced does not really do her a service, which is that she is introduced as not the character she actually is. She is playing Mm -hmm. someone else. You do not know she is playing someone else. And she's kind of a cipher for very, you know, intentionally. So Um, she is someone who you do not have any kind of attachment with because of the way she's acting. You recognize that like there's something going on, but you don't know what it is. And then you only find out basically exactly halfway through the movie that she's not who she says she is. She's a totally different person. She's kind of like your protagonist you're going through, but it's a little weird because like you haven't, you've had a whole half of a movie that you haven't been able to build any kind of rapport with her as, as, as an audience member. um, And, and it's weird to like, then halfway through it's different if you had a character who was like a character and then midway through you find out that they are really much more sympathetic than you thought, but they're the same character. But here it's like, mm-hmm. no, she's actually like a different character. Like she is a different person than what she's been playing the entire time. Um, and, you know, I can I can feel for her as that second character, as her twin sister, the person she actually is. But, you know, it's like halfway into the movie. and And I do think like that was something where it's like, you know, I don't have any kind of thing where it's like, Oh, they should have done it this way. Cause it's like the movie is set up the way the movie is set up. But I do think that that is something that suffers slightly in my opinion. Um, it's a, yeah, it's
0: interesting. I mean, I thought she, I thought she was very likable and like a very, like, I thought she had a very like magnetic presence on the screen. Um, I do think that because of the kind of movie it is when they introduce who she really is, I'm like, well, this is going to be a head fake. And like, there's, another twist coming and that kind of kept me on my toes a little bit and then the twist never came and they turned out no they were actually revealing the actual truth you know halfway through the movie right um which i you know had kind of
2: given the kind of movie it is that's not what i was expecting I a couple i had a couple things um about about her character and about the beginning of the movie that i kind of forgot her her I think so much is happening so fast early on and you know it's a murder mystery. And they tell you this is going to be a murder mystery, right? So I wanted to ask you guys in particular, like I found myself trying to pay attention to every little single fucking detail to see if I could figure out what was going on. Uh, And with Andy's character at the time, it was kind of distracting. Like when she would come on screen, there was something distracting about her. I like preface it with it. Like, I think the actress is like, Good God! Like I'm so attracted to this person physically. Like I think she's so attractive. I'm like, why is she so mad all the time? <laughs> um, and and then it makes sense. I'm like, oh, she was doing that act. It, you know, maybe she was actually mad, but she was just both. It's weird. Both. The, the twist was weird that she was actually like, just like basically like pissed drunk, and that that was her pissed
1: drunk was pretending to be angry. Well, the yeah, like what like. I guess, like in the beginning part, she, like when she was cold, she wasn't pissed drunk, but like she was probably pissed, but yeah, but yeah, she was a but she when, wasn't drunk. And then, but yes, like when she, like her angry outbursts basically right. are, are really, yeah, because she's like completely sloshed.
2: And then the, like, I don't know, to me, like, I think this is, all right, I know I'm jumping around and jumping ahead a little bit. To me, this is where the movie started to fall apart for me and I started getting not so interested. It's like basically when the twist happens and we realize that it's her twin sister you kind of basically they start just replaying what happened for you in the previous hour and the movie lost a lot of mo- i thought the movie had tremendous timing momentum and steam it was slower than the first one for sure but it was still good but once they like started essentially replaying to what just happened it like it lost a lot of um for me and i wanted to know like if have you guys felt that same way or if you thought it kept building momentum
1: I kind of thought in between, like I I do, I I do sort of feel the way you felt, but I did also feel like it wasn't just a replay. Like they were, they were filling in some of the, some of the things that happened and filling in around things that happened. And sometimes it was fairly instructive, right? Like, um, like for instance, there's the scene that you see the first time where, um, where Dave Bautista's character is spying on his girlfriend, um, you know, basically hooking up with, with Miles Braun and he and he's angry um and then you kind of see in sort of the redone you know that when when you go back over it that it's like oh actually he's asked her to do that in order Mm -hmm. to like kind of get you know get him this like assignment on this late night news thing that he's starting and like what he's mad about is that he still is that miles still won't do it basically it's like and so, so it fills in i think some points which i think is useful um it didn't stop it for me but i was a little surprised at how long that flashback went on like it's about half an hour or so like or yeah yeah, like right around there um which is the
0: initial flashback when when
1: she comes to him on the terrace yeah exactly all the way up through back to the the present day which is when they are asking him like okay fill us in tell us who killed like that's that that's the point where it flashes back and then like you know like you said it replays a good chunk or at least bits. Of, of like the entire movie up to that point um, as well as, you know, the initial terror scene, which takes place before any of it almost. Um, yeah. And it, it does take a while. I think it's kind of necessary. Um, I didn't mind the way in which that was all done, uh, but I could see what you mean as well.
0: Yeah. For me, I think the, again, like I was expecting the flashback to be not what it appeared. So I was like watching it, trying to like figure out like, okay, Are there clues in here she, to look at. Like she's trying to pull one over on Blanc and Blanc's going to figure it out or whatever. Um, and then I kind of like, I, I kind of like when movies show you the same scene from like a different angle or like reveal, you know, more information, like I do too. big, you know, like back to the future part two vibes where, you know, you kind of, um, you know, they kind of, they kind of fill in other pieces um that makes sense so i actually i actually kind of like it when movies do that
1: hmm. so overall in this movie I, we talked about this a little bit or you kind of talked about it a little bit but like like you said there isn't really a big twist at the end like there's a way that it ends which is maybe unexpected um but like but like probably the big twists or or maybe the ways in which this movie subverts what your what your expectations are maybe that's a way to say it like i can think of probably two big ones and maybe I'm forgetting one, but like, obviously the big one in the beginning is just the fact that like he, you know, you expect the whole thing is built up that it's like, Oh, like you you kind of assume because you've seen or at least heard like of you know, different, tv shows or movies where it's like oh there's a murder mystery game and then someone actually gets murdered at it right that's how this is going to go right. and instead the victim's actually dead and all right that. exactly yeah. and instead like you said like the thing just gets solved like immediately and then it's like oh so now what are we doing and then they have a party afterwards and one of the characters dies and then you're like oh this is what the movie's going to be about like it's like who killed this guy and it's like no not really like that folds into it but like we like just swift past that like very quickly to, like, this other thing. And then it goes into the flashback, which you, you know, basically... I Like, I wasn't expecting to, like, have this whole thing going backwards and all that. So, I'm, I'm very much
0: not a person who tries to figure out what's happening in a mystery movie. Like, I'm happy to be, like, swept along for the ride. And I think... Especially because in a lot of cases, I think they intentionally don't give you enough information when you're watching it to figure out what's going on. Um, so, there's no point in kind of trying. Um, but they really... I think they tried, at least for me, they tried to pull a, a little trick that didn't work which was when they play it through the first time you very s- clearly see Ed Norton hand David Bautista his drink and see him drink it and die and I'm like, all right, well, he just killed that guy for some reason um, and then they go to great lengths to try to like show you replays of him just putting his drink down the other guy picking it up mm-hmm. and like, and they even say later like he said it so many times that, that's what we th- we all thought we saw but like, I think they tipped their hand too much the first time because I was like, yeah, but that's not what happened. Like, we just saw him like hand him that drink very purposefully and do it. And, like, I think if that if the spell doesn't work, like, it kind of makes the rest of it, like, you're just kind of like, all right, what are they going to, like, what are they going to figure this out? Kind of a I thing. I think
2: you happened to catch that, Paul, because I didn't catch it the first time. But no? then the second time, because, because I, you knew I knew what it was happening. happening. Yeah.
1: I, I watch, I'm like, oh, he did hand it to him. Yeah. I I wasn't paying attention to it, I'll be honest. But, I, I may I may have just gotten lucky. Yeah, but I just yeah. happened to know and and kind of key in on it for whatever reason.
2: Yeah, um, good eyeballs. Yep,
0: nope. I have great eyeballs. Thank you. They won't um, quit.
2: I've been told you have eyes that won't quit.
0: Well, I'm getting old. They're starting to quit. I'm going to need glasses soon. Um, Again. So, so I'm curious, Willie. You mentioned that. Um, yeah, you, you you fell asleep, especially towards the end of the movie. Yeah, and, and I'm curious, like, you know, you mentioned in the middle, you, you kind of hit that speed bump yeah. um, of the flashback. Yeah. Was there a point that, like, totally de- derailed you?
2: Yeah, when Benoit Blanc started explaining what happened. It was a really long fucking explanation. It took him a long time to be like, okay, this is what happened.
0: But partially by design, right? Because he's buying, you know, Andy slash Helen time to co- to, to, search. to To
1: search and, yeah, hopefully come up with the envelope. Right. Which so. I... Th-
0: I thought at the beginning he didn't actually have the answer. I thought he was just like, you know, going through it. Mm-hmm. It took him a while to get started. I totally agree with you. I do like when he just kind of landed on like, Miles is just a raging idiot, and, 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 he kind of like hammers on that theme as he's as he's like unraveling it in his mind, which I which I really like. Yeah,
1: I definitely noticed like like not like in abbreviate. I just thought was just a silly thing to say or whatever, but like a couple of those definitely like. I noted where it was just like pre-definite detective. Like, what is he saying? What do we mean by that? So I'm glad that like kind of came back um, when he thought it. And then I like, I forget what he said. Like, Oh, circum circumspective evidence afterwards. And like, and Dan- yes. and Daniel Craig just like rolls his eyes. like, oh Jesus. Like, yeah, I do. I do like the character. Like, note of like him just being so fucking irritated and just annoyed by like how dumb he is and like how dumb the yeah. whole thing was yeah like he said what
2: well, he was made a point of like you know um with the pineapple juice he's like no it's
1: even dumber yeah, than that yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then and then I, and then he's like it's like it's just dumb and then kate hudson's like so dumb it's brilliant and he's like no it's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, <Yeah. laughs> Uh, yeah, I that, that felt
2: like it was a very long exposition at the end, and both times I was like, "All right, like we are weaving such a complicated, not 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 even not, uncomplicated, not complicated long tail at the end here, and it's just like, eh, I don't really care."
0: Yeah, I mean, if he had if he had delivered that speech with the efficiency of the murder mystery speech, right, it, it probably would have come across a lot a lot better. I think.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, and, like, you know, and like you said, there's an in on. movie reason why he wasn't doing that specifically, but still, like, it it does make it kind of go on longer for you know for the audience. Right.
2: By the way, what do you guys make of the the random house visitor? Just a random guy. I liked
1: it. I liked it. I mean, it was I, a good gag. I, I was wondering, there's good I, gags in this movie. Yeah, I was wondering if it was going to come into play at all, really, and and it doesn't really. But like, you know, th- the guy. Right, who who's playing the house visitor is the guy who played Trooper Wagner in Knives Out, and he's like, he's like kind of Ryan Johnson's good luck charm. Like he shows up in in a bunch of like in all the Ryan Ryan Johnson movies, like in Looper, he's like the the fuck up guy who's always trying to like get jo- Joseph Gordon Levitt. Um, I guess you know uh, for, the, for that matter, Joseph Gordon Levitt is also the good luck charm as as he is the voice of the hourly dong in in this movie.
0: He's he's the um, he's the Greg Grunberg of yes. Ryan Johnson yeah
1: yeah I, th- I would say Noah Egan who's uh, who's the visitor Daryl is yes the Greg Grunberg. that's, that's, that's that that did by the way
0: it. that felt true for something like a totally rich person would do they just like yeah he's just he's just kind of living here for a little I, while I, I love how, how he like immediately
1: him. says he's like he's living here he's like he is not part of it he will not see it like <laughs> it's like and and then just that he shows up here and there and I I really do like him at the end. When when he's like when when him and Blanc are just sitting there smoking it was it was good.
2: So why would um Edward Norton's character send Andy a box if she knew she was dead?
1: Yeah, it's a good question, right? I don't know the answer to that. Because it's not like anyone. It, it's not like he had to keep up appearances. He, he could just say he sent her a box. And she didn't show. He could, he could also just not have invited her because you know they just kicked her out
2: of the company. Blah blah blah. Right. right. All of those things. I mean,
0: my only is my my head canon, If I had to explain it, was he had essentially already mailed the boxes when he went and killed
1: her. That that seems likely. That 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 that's because, the reasoning.
0: Right, because she gets the box. Like, doesn't she get the box? Like when? She, like or sh- very shortly after she finds out that she's dead. Like that same day or something. Yeah um it's not like a week or two went by and then she no, no, no 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 yeah.
1: no. Yeah. It's like it's like a couple days or something like like she flies there and then it's like it it comes while she's there. So yeah, that right. that that must be what it was and he was not intending obviously to kill her. It was only after she sent the e- email with the envelope that he decided to do that. So yeah, that 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 must be what it is cuz otherwise you're absolutely right, Willie. And 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 I'm assuming like you said he still didn't have to send her a box but i'm assuming he was doing it kind of to be a fucking asshole a little bit right that it's like oh like you know and and kind of to do that thing where it's like oh we could still be friends you know it's like like just because you know professionally things haven't worked out between us
0: i did also wonder if he knew she was dead for sure like him being like a rich fuck up like like he could have easily like screwed it up, thought he killed her, left, and then like she showed up, like, oh fuck, I didn't actually like it didn't work. Like I didn't kill her. Um, kind of a thing. Um, but I don't know.
1: He definitely doesn't really react in any way, shape, or form. I wondered like he is he is shocked when she shows up. But so are all the others, right? Like they're everyone's right. pretty shocked when she shows up. Um I wouldn't have minded having some kind of like it maybe wouldn't have made sense like in that scene the the ending scene when you know she unmasks herself more or less and then they talk and you know, or, or whatever like like i wouldn't have minded like having some sense of like what did he really feel once she was there like knowing that that you know that that was helen and not and not andy like what was his feeling of that cuz like he says a couple times like like he you know, the, the same way everybody else does. Like, I think he has a scene in the beginning, right? Like after he recovers from his shock, like later on, he says like, I really am glad you're here. Like to like mm-hmm. kind of just to her, like other people are there, but he says it to her. And then, you know, when he hands her like the, the drink and stuff like that, like like he has a couple moments, like just him and her a little bit, like in mixed company. And I, I wouldn't mind, I wouldn't have minded somehow having a an insight into like, what was he really thinking that whole time? Like, was he just thinking like, fuck, like, how am I going to like, like like I know what you're doing here, and like I got to figure out how to like get rid of you or whatever. Or did he have some more complex thoughts than that? Maybe not. Like he's a fucking idiot, as Benoit Blanc says. But uh, yeah, but I did kind of wonder.
0: What, what did you guys think of kind of the the big finale? Because the the murder gets solved, and then there's still like what twenty-ish minutes of movie left, um, where we actually have like the finale scene.
1: Right. So it's interesting i think that you know that blanc gives her that piece of clear the 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 little piece of hydrogen fuel and knows exactly kind of what hopefully is going to happen with it like he's not in the least bit surprised when the place just goes up in flames um at the end you know and and, um that's kind of an interesting move i think a little bit um that that he kind of you know because he says very much like it's like there's nothing i can do like i'm bound by like, you know, I'm a detective, like I can't, you know, like if we don't have the evidence, like, you know, I, we know what happened. But like, we, if we don't have evidence, like there's not, not really a whole lot I can do with it. But then he kind of like is like, but you know what? Like he didn't say this, but it's like, fuck him, like fucking fuck them all. <laughs> like do it, uh, which is interesting. I, I thought that was like an interesting note for, for that character. I mean, it makes it a lot more likable than to just be like, well, what can I do? You know, that kind of thing, like kind of being like, yeah, like fucking stick it to him. So I liked that. Um, there was some part of like, there was some part of me, even though it is just a movie or whatever that can't help, but feel that it's like, like even, even though he's the one who put it there, the thing that it's like, you destroyed the Mona Lisa, like you yeah. destroyed the Mona Lisa.
0: Like, I like, it. I like, I knew it was coming, but at the same time, I was like, it feels too big to do in a Like in a movie like this, in a way, you know what I
1: mean? Yeah. I, I like I don't know how to how else to verbalize that. And if somebody said why, I don't know if I could explain it. But I agree like that. That's how I felt like it was like, ooh, that feels big. I mean, it led to the like it, it's done partially for that kiss off line at the end, which I feel like is is a pretty good line. I think like the, the, the yeah. thing that it's like, well, like you got your wish, like you will you will definitely be mentioned in the same breath as the as the Mona Lisa.
0: The thing I didn't know. So it starts off with her breaking the glass sculptures and then or the crystal like and then everybody else kind of joins in and like i didn't know like are those things valuable pieces of art are they just like douchebag things that he has for this because his whole house is about transparent stuff like is are they doing any actual damage here or are they breaking like you know a hundred dollar glass swans or whatever
1: good question like i'm sure they're not priceless or anything but but they might right. be like expensive, like, you know, maybe it's like like fucking like Waterford crystal, blah, 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 blah stuff that it's like not cheap. But yeah, I'm, I'm sure they're not like like it's not like the Mona Lisa or anything close to it. Like it's it's not like a thing where it's like, oh, that is some like one of a kind thing that can't be replaced. Right. Yeah. And obviously the same with like the bar and like the other stuff that she kind of wrecks that I guess the piano maybe was once owned by Liberace. I, we, we don't know because Kate Hudson says it. Who knows? <laughs> Talk about an unreliable narrator. Yeah, that's a hundred percent.
0: And just, and the one other thing I wanted to mention just as like a production note, I found it really like visually hard to tell when the protective glass was on the Mona Lisa and when it wasn't same um, yeah
1: you could tell from the, and, you, you could tell from the sound but like looking at it it was right. hard to tell
0: and like there was a very small visual difference and like it's like an important part of the movie and like the scene where his google alerts are going off and that thing is like to chunking and then going back down again like it's going on for a long time and they cut to the mona lisa many times when that's happening yes and it's just like i can't really see what's going on here like i don't
1: yeah there were definitely a couple times where Google, where the Google alerts were going off. that it was like, is something going on with my phone? Like, I had, to, like uh, mm. I had to make sure I wasn't getting like a text or some kind of alert.
0: Um. So, anything else did you guys want to bring up about this movie?
1: Mm. Oh, I'll, I'll, I'll I'll bring up one thing while you think, which is which is something we've kind of already talked about, which is just when Willie was talking about like going back over. The you know how it kind of reruns the movie in the flashback. I thought the best part of that, personally, in terms of stuff that really, you know, that felt like a mystery reveal, where it's like, here's what actually happened, is the reveal that the Google alert that that Duke got was that Andy was dead, and what he was, and he was basically blackmailing Miles when he like showed him the thing, and Miles kind of impulsively, basically, like that's why he killed him. Like I thought that was a good reveal. Mm -hmm. It made a lot of sense. Like i I felt like that that was definitely one where it's like,' oh, that makes perfect sense, and that is like very well constructed, I thought, as to like what it looked like the first time around and what it actually was
0: do you think do you think that he had a plan to deal with Helen that weekend because the way they play it off, like he kills Cody and then kind of like impulsively grabs a gun and and shoots her, but do you think? he was intending that whole to kill her that whole weekend or
1: well it's hard right like i mean i guess he didn't know helen was coming right <clears throat> He, i mean that was a surprise completely when he saw her but i right. think once he saw her he must have figured that it's like okay i'm gonna have to figure out some way to deal with her while we're here this weekend right and then i guess you know the way what that was
2: the... yeah go ahead so, what was the plan for the entire weekend? Just to have a f- fucking murder mystery thing with his friends? It, he never had an intention of like killing anybody, right? No, I don't think.
0: Well, that. he said they said that like this is something they do once a year, and like not the murder mystery, yeah, yeah, yeah. And
2: I think that's that, he, well, that's all. You just decided, well, now that we're here, I might as well kill this dude and that, and that, and that chick.
1: Well, well, I, I mean, he, I, I, like, I think like you said, reasons. like he
0: kills Cody because like he's getting he suddenly gets blackmailed by him.
1: Right, because because uh, Cody's the one person who saw him leaving, leaving Andy's room, and he didn't know what that meant. Yeah. But then he sees that Andy's dead and realizes that that's what happened. Right. That that oh, you killed her. Like that's why I saw you leaving. Right, right. right. And then you know Helen, he didn't know was going to be there at all. But like I think he he must figure that it's like okay, I have to do something here. And then you know as as Blanc says, like Blanc gives him the idea more or less. When he when he right. says the line about the loaded gun and the turn turn the lights off, hmm. and he says yeah he figures he can kind of do it do it then, so yeah he kind of improvises basically both of those things, but yeah I think it was just supposed to be a chill weekend where he could kind of celebrate or whatever more or less, but yeah,
0: well and also keep make sure his friend's it under his, his thumb right because he wanted. To push clear and he wanted you know lionel to use it as a rocket propellant or whatever and, and get
1: the power plant get get claire to, and, sign, and off on claire to sign off on the power plant and, yeah, and birdie and to do the the statement about bangladesh yeah
0: i did i did think it was funny that
1: the, 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 like, the sweaty she's
0: she's a, she's a terrible person and like i think she's 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 played as somebody who was just like is terrible but it's also dumb right um but i but i did like the little moment that she thought sweatpants were made in, in sweat sweatshops
1: yeah and 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 how her assistant uh, you know is is like realizes like immediately when she reads email she's like pretty you didn't like please tell me this is what you thought <laughs> like knowing as she says it that it's like oh this is exactly what you what she thought mm-hmm. yep yeah yeah if this was um i mean one thing i'll say about this movie was um I do feel like dialogue was, was pretty sharply written. Um, like, 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 like knives out. I I think I liked the way things came back, um, you know, and, and you know, like the Mona Lisa thing we said, or the fact that like at the end, when they all kind of turn on him and he calls them shitheads, which is, you know, what she called <laughs> them the whole time. Um, you know, like, like all, all of that kind of stuff. Like I, I thought was kind of, you know, well done. I, I, I appreciate that, you know, and, you know, at, at, like, at first, when he first started talking about uh, ben, Benoit Blanc, when he first started talking about the glass onion over and over, and it's like, at first, it was like, okay, is this like, are we trying to recreate the magic of the donut with the, the donut hole stuff from uh, from knives out, but it but it worked pretty well. I think I think like, it, it it kind of earned its own thing in in this movie talking about the glass onion. And I was very happy. I I would have been disappointed if it didn't happen, but I was still happy that, that the credits rolled with Glass Onion. It's like they have to, right? Like you, you have to have gla- the 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 song Glass Onion somewhere in this. So,
0: so final thoughts, Willie, what did you think? Stop operating on this. Um,
2: I'm back and forth. I keep oscillating. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm going to go with three, but I'm oscillating towards a two and a half. Um, it was, it was good. Um, I, most of that three is like heavily weighted towards the beginning of the movie. First half of the movie. I think once we learned Andy wasn't Andy and it was Helen, like the movie kind of came to like a, it wasn't like a record player. Like, but it like dramatically slowed tempo down and continued to get, um, for me, worse and worse and worse. So um was loving Love the setup. Bomb the ending. Three.
0: All right. Nish, what about you?
2: Um, oh, wait, one more thing. I just thought the whole fucking clear thing was just fucking stupid. Sorry. Like, the, the whole premise of why he was such a raging asshole and needed to kill people, like, we didn't even talk about it, but, like, it was dumb. Sorry. Like the fuel thing was dumb. Yes, like these fucking glass crystals, and that's like, and then it's gonna turn into fucking. I think, I, I think some crazy
1: power source, like whatever. So, so yeah, talking about that for a second, like, I think that is intentionally supposed to be dumb. Like, 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 like I think they are made. Like, I think it is made to be something that you're kind of like, really, that's fucking stupid. Because I think that's the kind of th- like I think they're satirizing that a little bit. That like this is what sure. some of these people come up with, right? Like it's like, you know, Elon or whoever. Yeah. It's like you can know, come like up saying, with this, this, guy's like, this a, is dumb.
0: This guy's not a perfect Elon Musk analog, but like
1: if there's one Good
0: billionaire that he's modeled after, right. like it's Elon Musk. He's got an Elon who,
1: Musk portrait in his in his room in that in that big right, room. And,
0: and including just like he like I like the I like the beginning bit where like Lionel's complaining that he just gets faxes from him in the middle of the night that like, don't make any sense. And he's like kind of just an idea guy right. in the way that like Musk sort of is too. And then and, I like that.
1: One of the ideas that took off was, what did he call it? Like crypto buddy or something like the, the app that was like crypto for kids or something like NFT, that. NFT yeah, kids. Child equals like NFT. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is just ridiculous. Um, um and, and I think
0: that goes along with that clear notion too, that just like he got bought in on this, like, you know, poorly vetted idea that he is just like committed to that turns out to be a really stupid idea yeah, and a really dangerous and bad idea um, that he was going to like ramrod down everyone's throats because he's rich.
1: But one thing, one, one thing I will say, and I don't know if you were getting at this at all, Willie is it does feel like you have to take a little bit of a leap to get to the point where it's like, okay, like I, I get that. It's like, it is a big deal if she, can show this napkin to everyone and kind of prove that she is actually the, you know, has the intellectual property thing behind alpha. Um, But like, it wouldn't be like the end end end, you know, it's like, I don't know. Like, I guess I just feel like it's hard to get to from that to like, so you're going to kill her. Like that is a, you've never killed anybody. As far as we know, like that is a, that's a leap, you know? And, and like also because like, I don't know, like, elon musk or whoever it's like he had a share of failures early on like you know you see that flashback and he's like kind of like this nobody guy and then he kind of like you know he he gets these little things going on and then they create alpha based on her idea but they they created and it's like i don't know it feels weird that like he wouldn't he wouldn't feel at least even if he's dumb or whatever that he wouldn't feel like it's like whatever i'll fucking ride it out and i'll come out on the other side even better you know like that that feels like that would be his, his like the way that he'd be like Again, like, I hate to, like, harp on Elon Musk, but like you said, it's, like, this feels like even if he wasn't written as Elon Musk, given what's, you know, happened over the last six months, it feels like it's, like, yeah, this is a pretty Elon musk guy. And that feels like how Elon Musk would be, right? Like, it feels like Elon Musk would just be, like, you know what? Fuck you. Like, I'm gonna, like, be even better. It's, like, whether or not he really would or not, that feels like how he would act.
0: Yeah, I I agree. Like, it, it's too premeditated and too thought out for that kind of character, like... If it had been like an impulsive thing that he did and then like, you know, he's very much covering it up like that, that would, that would have been more believable. That might
1: sail a little more. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Than than him like, cause like he had to like calculate it out and like go to her house with the intention of killing her. Right.
1: Right. Right. Which means he had to really think about it a little bit. And that, that doesn't quite seem like it's like, oh, like it makes him much more of like a, I don't know. I, I guess some of these people are psychopaths in their own way, but you know what I mean. Like, it, it, it just doesn't feel right. like it kind of fits from from what we knew. Like, you know, now later on, he you know, he kills another person and tries to kill a, a third or maybe he thinks he's killing the same person. Well, he knows it's a different person. But like, you know, that that all happens after the fact, like up to that point, it's like we don't you know, there's no reason to think that this is a person who was like capable of murder. So that right. is kind of a bit of a sticking point for me, I think, the more I think about it. So, yeah, going along with that, I, I think it's it's weird because I think I liked this movie decently more than Willie seems to have, but my grade isn't necessarily all that much higher. I think I'm going to go with a three and a half um, on this. It's good. Um, I like a lot of it, um, and I think there are definitely people who might watch this. I, I mean, I know there are from seeing, like, critic stuff with it, but, like, who would like this more than Knives Out in certain ways, um, but not me. I, I, I think, like... Um, I can't help but compare it to knives out. And I think there are specific ways where I think um, it is either not quite as tight as knives out or the way in which they chose to go with it just isn't something that resonates with me the same way, you know, and and, and that's just a, maybe a personal preference. Um, but you know, that's, that, that's what I would say. I, I felt like <clears throat> I, yeah, I, I, I just felt like knives out was a little tighter and a little more satisfying I do appreciate the way that this film really does go in a couple different directions that you really don't expect it to go. I, I appreciate what they were doing with it, with that.
0: Well, it sounds like I'm going to be Mr. Happy Pants for this movie and give it a four because
1: Whoa, who is this guy, Mr.
2: Happy Pants?
0: <laughs> I, I I like this movie. It was a good ride. I think you know I'm a broken record on this show. I think this movie could have been 20 minutes shorter, sure. and that would have helped it. Uh, especially for a movie like this. Like a uh, 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 a murder mystery movie doesn't need to be more than two hours long. Um But I I like it. As someone who generally speaking doesn't really like Ryan Johnson
1: movies, he should just make Benoit Blank mo- movies for the rest of his life. See, like he'll he'll make one more. He's he's he was yeah. contracted for two sequels. And this is certainly well, done going, well enough. Yeah, yeah, this is certainly done well enough that he's gonna make another one.
0: Um what's so what's interesting it's, inter- <laughs> it's so yeah, so I really like this movie. I I give it a four. It's interesting you say how how well this movie does. I watched it now in mid January, um, you know, less than a month than after it came out, uh, but still several weeks later. I ended up like just for fun. I was like, I wonder how much scrolling I have to do to find this on Netflix. Like I went yes. through. You have to search. What's trending? What's hot? New releases. They had one like movies released in the last year section. All of that couldn't find it anywhere i had to search for it to find Mm -hmm. it i was like netflix that's fucking netflix for you you, man
1: that that is fucking netflix for you because it's not like like i i think it's i mean you know granted we are watching it like you know a a, a few weeks after it came out but it was like you know definitely very much talked about it's gotten very good reviews like it and everyone you know whereas knives out was kind of the thing where it's like oh it turns out knives out is good it's like everyone was looking forward to this one because everyone knew already so yeah yeah so yeah Fucking Netflix. I don't, I don't know what the fuck they're doing over there. Nobody does. Nobody does.
0: Um so before we get out of here, I want to do one last thing with you guys. I had an idea for a fun little game. Um, and that is this. It it's a game I'm calling guess that 90s TV show. Oh boy. So I have started rewatching. Here's the one hint I'll give you, is this is something I've watched previously. I've started re-watching a TV show from the nineties. And um, I want you guys to figure out what show I am watching by asking me yes or no questions. And I'm curious how long it will take you guys to hone in on the movie uh, movie on the show that I've been watching.
1: It'll probably take us longer than we'd like. Do you want to have? Do you want to try the first question, Willie? Is the name of the titular character the name of the show? No. All right, I'm going to go more with. Uh... All right, is All right, that just eliminated Dawson's Creek and Felicity? There <laughs> <laughs> we go. Is this show um, is this show an hour long show? Yes.
2: Okay. Oh. When he says hour. Does he mean 42 Yeah. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah. 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 You know what yeah. I
0: mean. Yeah. Nothing was actually an hour long in the nineties. Yeah.
2: Is this a sci-fi show?
1: Yes. All right. Hmm.
2: Um, 90s sci fi. Battlestar Galactic was 2000s, right?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, it was. It was. I think even late 2000s, right?
1: I, wasn't it? It was like 2004, 2005, somewhere around there, was was when it, started, when it started, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was a little earlier than that. Well, I'll look it up. What yeah. you guys are thinking. Um.
0: Yeah, 2004 to 2000. and So that 2004 to 2008 to 2009.
1: Yeah. Was this show on network TV, including like the CW ish channels, whatever the UPN slash WB?
0: Yes. Okay.
2: It's, it's not Buffy. You sure? <laughs> I am sure. I would have ruined your game. Oh, fuck. Sci-fi '90s. It's well, not a sci-fi show. I mean, it's it's this is a um this is a, a Star Trek, right? No, not a Star Trek. What channel was fucking Star Trek on this.
1: Uh, they were on a bunch of different channels, but they were all on one of those channels that I just said in in the '90s, anyway.
2: Yeah. Uh, we need to figure out how many seasons this was. Was on.
1: this show on voyage Was was this show on Fox? Yes. Okay.
2: You know what
0: it is. Well,
1: there's still a couple of options <laughs> on, on on this. Um, given how many shows were on Fox. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, I just I have a basic question
2: about it. You don't need to tell me then. Does it hold up?
0: Um
1: less than I hoped, more than I feared. Was the show a big hit? No. Okay. So it was not the X-Files then.
0: <laughs> no, that's a show that really doesn't hold up. Yeah. I watched that a few years ago. I watched, I started watching it a few years ago. And I was like, boy, this show... Like, the way they treat conspiracies and everything feels so dated and so juvenile. I was like, I can't watch this. Was the
1: show on around the same time as the X-Files? Yes.
0: Although, that's... I think so. When was the X-Files? That's... I don't
1: know. I mean... I feel
0: like the X Files on I'm, all I'm, of
1: them. I'm going to assume the show did not go on for as long as The X Files did, since most sci fi shows do not. This show
0: so was concurrent with The X Files. At some point. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Firefly? No. You were Firefly.
0: I don't know.
1: All right. This is a, Later, r- th- a random guess, but I'll go with it because it's just in my head. Millennium?
0: No. Good guess, but no.
1: Stargate, Stargate wasn't on those on those. It was not right. But that you're was, getting that you're was getting warmer. That, that, that was why I did that. I was like, I want to eliminate Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> getting warmer, getting warmer with Stargate. Interesting. Okay. Remember that show V with the aliens? Oh, that was from the eighties. I think. Was this an hour long show? Was it on Fox? Sliders? Yes, yes. it oh, is yeah. sliders. <laughs> Yeah, well I, done. Good pull. I, oh, You said Stargate and then uh, it came all of a sudden that you, that you said yeah, it was getting closer. Maybe. I was like, wait a minute. Sliders. Wow, that is a show I have not thought about.
2: Is Jerry O'Connell. Yeah,
1: he is in that. Yeah. He sure is. And, and John Reese Davies, John John Davies is uh, in it. Yeah.
0: A show that was plagued by horrible network interference. No surprise it was on Fox. But that both John Reese Davies and Jerry O'Connell have expressed interest in a revival of. Oh, Really?
1: and don't i remember if if i remember correctly from an interview or something right it wasn't john reese davies like very annoyed about like how the show went at times like he would like constantly tell the writers like this wouldn't happen like why are you doing this like this doesn't make sense like he would and he would basically be ignored
0: yeah very much so it was one of those shows too that wanted to be more have arcs and the network made them be more standalone oh really that's too bad
1: yeah yeah. that's funny um, because so a it lot would totally of not be that way now right like it's like every, every, right. everyone's been all about arcs for a long time now um but it is a show I would actually I would
0: really like to see it come back because it's a show that like kind of got done dirty and like it should be given a show. It,
1: it feels like a show like obviously not quite the same but it feels like a show that if they had done arcs it could have ended up like somewhat more similar to fringe like in in, yeah. in a way because it's got a lot of that you know alternate universe kind of stuff going on that that fringe also had
0: and 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 in the same way that like fringe needed a little bit of time to figure out what the show was yeah yeah and and got better once it did
1: and then who yeah. um sabrina lloyd right is the is the girl in that from the the yeah. what's her name natalie from sports night that's all always yep. she'll always be natalie from sports night for, to me uh, she'll, yeah. she'll always be wade wells to me yeah fair enough
0: <laughs> that's cool uh,
1: so, so you're re-watching it um how many seasons are there
0: so i think there are four okay um or five no there's there's like a short season at the end where like they fire the main cast and like or they quit oh and really they get killed off screen oh jeez, it's one of those um but it's, it's so it's one of those shows where there's like there's three seasons worth watching and then two really bad seasons that aren't worth watching at the end but i saw it because it came up and uh on a, a youtube recommendation of like hey whatever happened to this show and i was like yeah what did ever happen to this show <laughs> um and i watched it and i was like and, the, and at the end of the thing they're like oh you can stream it on peacock right now and i was like thanks youtube video i will yeah, do that. i know what i'm
1: doing how far how far yeah. into it are you three episodes okay yeah. never i haven't made it very yeah. far that's fair that's cool but
0: i'm enjoying the 90s of it
1: Willie, this is putting you on the spot, and I don't think I have an answer for it either. But do you have a '90s show or '90s ish show that that you that when you think about it, it's like ah, I wonder how this would be all these years no. later.
2: '90s show? I mean, I th- any of them that I would have, I've definitely gone back. Like, yeah. um, I've watched a lot of Seinfeld recently. Sure, just a lot. I'm like, well, I wonder because I live in New York City now. Like, I wonder what like. I want to look at it in the lens of a New Yorker, like what was what was like it like living in New York City in the '90s without internet or fucking Kate, like cell phones or whatever. But yeah, everybody's kind of gone back and watched
1: Seinfeld. Yeah, yeah, I think so, or or, or at least parts of it. Like Seinfeld doesn't seem like yeah. the kind of show that you go back and be like, I gotta watch the whole season or anything like that. But yeah, I mean, you always catch random episodes of. Seinfeld I we have talked about this and I can't remember if we talked about this on the show within the last couple episodes or if it was something we talked about like when we were all together like not podcasting um about like how like you know Seinfeld is a show that kind of has had a second life over the last few years among like a younger generation and then the other show that's really had that is Friends which seems bizarre and random that it's like really Friends like we did talk about this on the show yeah it was on the show okay Yeah, it does it it, then then I'm sorry I'm bringing it up again, but I just remain a little bamboozled by the fact because, like, you know, not a show I'd never necessarily want to rewatch. And I'm sure it was the show I brought up the last time we talked about it, but it does seem random to me that like, I don't know, something like Frasier. It's like, why not Frasier? Like, Frasier seemed funnier to me. Like, why Mm. isn't that getting like re like looked at people like friends? It's
0: coming. I mean, Frasier's coming back. So yeah,
1: yeah, I guess that's true. Hmm. You
0: know what else? Uh, speaking of shows from the nineties that I that I just saw an ad for was Night Court. Yes.
1: Oh geez. Yes. Yeah, that yeah. is. Uh, and and it's weird because like um, I was actually talking about this with a friend of mine who liked the original Night Court and did not realize it was coming back. Um, mm-hmm. And and he was like, "Does it have like the whole cast?" And I was like, "Well, some of the people are dead, but like weirdly, it like has John Larroquette in it, but like not right. a few of the other people who are still alive." Like, like it, like it feels a little weird that it's like, why not some of these other people? Like, I, I wonder if they asked or not. Like, like I don't know what Richard Mole does nowadays. The guy, you know, the guy who played Bull. I know,
0: but... I know he specifically turned it down. Okay. okay, and didn't want to be
1: in it. All right, and well, that makes sense. because like, think... that that seemed weird that he wouldn't be in it. But if he turned it down, that's fine. Probably didn't want to shave his head again. Yeah, and then the one the, the who played Roz, right? Like, I think she's still alive. But she
0: and and she didn't get asked um, to be back that on. I don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. That seems
1: kind of weird. So you never you never knew who was a fucking pain in the ass when they were filming it the first time. That's true. Yeah, that is true. And and you know, and then and then as we were saying, like two of the two of the major cast members, you know, uh Harry Anderson and Marky Post are right. not alive anymore. So right. yeah.
2: But they're really
1: two stars basically. Yeah, yeah. I mean the, the two of them and John Larquette, basically, right? Um Yeah, and, and the remake has what's her name? Melissa Roush basically playing Harry Anderson's daughter. John cat just never really launched he was supposed to. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, he was big in Night Court, I guess. But like, yeah, beyond that, like nothing really ever quite happened with him.
0: Hmm. Yeah, kind of kind of interesting. It was good with a He was in Star Trek 3, The Search for Spock. <laughs> I don't remember him being in that, but. Was he a Vulcan? <laughs> he was someone named Maltz. <laughs> okay. I don't hey, know yeah. if that's a Vulcan or a Klingon.
2: Hey guys, I did start watching. I'm halfway through Wrath of Khan. Really? Get out of here. No man. way. Yeah. I can't wait to do the mini flicks on it. Yes. You guys <laughs> have like, seen it enough, it'll be a whole episode. It's not just going to be you you'll never you I'll get a sentence out and then you guys won't shut up. So
1: you, you have seen, so you haven't seen Wrath of Khan, but for the new Star Treks, like the Chris Pine Zachary Quiddo's. Only show, the first one. So you have not seen the second oh. one. Okay. All right.
0: Well, we could have done something interesting there. Yes, we could have, but yeah, the moment's passed. Yeah.
1: No, no, that, that yeah, that is fine. Um yeah, it'll be interesting to do that. And then maybe at some point you should watch Star Trek Into Darkness. Um mm. which is the second, you know, Chris Pine one. Cuz it has, oh. yeah, there's 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 a reason to watch it after watching Wrath of We'll just put it that way. Obviously. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you can look forward to our in-depth thoughts on Star Trek II: The Wrath of Khan in an upcoming episode. That's right.
1: The, 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 um, the, the movie that everyone was, is going out to no, see.
2: Here's what I'll tell you: This is um not important to you, Paul, because I'm sure you have Paramount or whatever the fuck. Um, but um, uh, the all the Star Trek movies are on HBO Max. Oh
0: really? Oh, yeah. interesting. Yeah. Uh, so
1: the 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 original cast and the Next Generation ones and the reboot uh the movies yeah 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 yeah, yeah that movies, that's what i mean yeah. sorry the, the ones that have all those people in them oh wh- how many did we say there were 12 13 however however many there are whatever it yeah. is yeah that's yeah that's cool. I was like oh that's convenient yeah it's- very convenient excellent
0: um before we get out of here nish any emails to go sure
1: through? you know we do <laughs> um yeah we i don't i don't check the email fair enough we have emails. Um, I, I picked one. So this one's from uh, David, uh, not a friend of ours named David, different David, um, who uh, said, you know, who said, so I listened to your Andor uh, episodes. And obviously, it seems like something that you guys liked a lot. And I did as well. But it did make me curious when you guys were talking about what you thought your favorite pieces of Star Wars property were. Um as to what your least favorite Star Wars properties are and why. And he says, please do not count the holiday special. <laughs>
2: I've never seen the holiday special. He says properties, he means like that bungalow I have on the edge of town? Or, only if it's um, only
1: if it is Star Wars. If it's on Tatooine. Themed. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Is that no, I think, I think, I think he means like movies. That the
2: Ewoks live in? Yeah. yeah. I fucking hate it. Sell. Sell. <laughs> Sell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'm assuming he's talking like movies slash TV shows. Um, what what are your least favorite ones? And it is interesting because I think there are some there there are a couple contenders, maybe. For different reasons.
0: So I think what's interesting. So my daughter was recently into Star Wars um, and quite honestly loved episodes two and three. Those are her favorite two movies. Crazy. um She's eight. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, so I've actually seen those quite a lot <laughs> recently. Um, I have, by the way, as uh, not to derail us, but I have successfully pivoted her up from Star Wars to Doctor Who. Um, so nice. Go cool me. Um, so we're now watching Doctor Who together, which is, you know, everything you
1: want as a father. Um, so watching Doctor Who, sorry, we're getting away from the question, but watching Doctor Who, does that mean that you guys have started with like basically like the a, a reboot or whatever you want to call it like 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 where no where, where did you start let's put it that way
0: so we started with uh the third season of the reboot which is the um, second
1: tenant season out of three is that right yes
0: you got it uh good job Thanks. um there's some there's some good episodes in there and it ditches like a lot of the awkward like romance and stuff from the previous companion and i am going through and like What's funny is she she very much wants to watch them in order, but not all of the episodes. Um, so we can't we can't jump around, but we can skip episodes. Interesting. Um so I'm skipping ones that are particularly scary. Um I will admit tonight's episode I miscalculated and misremembered how scary the episode was. And um she spent a fair amount of the episode like being pretty upset and being like, Daddy, is he gonna make it? Is he gonna be okay? Like and I was like, do you want to turn it off? And she's like, no, I have
1: to. She's like, I have to be strong and finish watching it. Um, does that mean, she, does that mean like, you know, one of the few episodes that I know and I feel like everybody knows, like, does that mean that she wouldn't get to watch like the, the weeping angels s- stuff? Cause that's kind of so scary. It's,
0: <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up. That is the, if we're going to, we're at the point where you either have to watch it or skip it.
1: Oh, it is, and, it is the next episode. Basically. Yeah.
0: And. I don't know what to do because it's
1: such a good episode of TV. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the fact that you know, I who doesn't watch Doctor Who, like I know what that is, and it gets referenced right. and stuff. Yeah, and you and the Weeping
0: Angels come back a lot and stuff like that. But I'm scared that we scare, that, that I'm going to scare the crap out. It of It
1: feels pretty scary just from the little bits I've seen. Like for a kid, like it's like I think my kids would be pretty scared by it. So yeah, we'll see. I'll, yeah. I'll I'll
0: report back if we end up yeah. watching it or not
1: fair enough. Okay, sorry, getting back to Star Wars. So you were you were saying that she really likes I've, 2 and I've 3. I've seen the
0: prequels. I've seen yeah, so I've seen the prequels a fair amount and I have to say maybe I have Stockholm syndrome from watching it so much but episode 1 is a noticeably worse movie than 2 and 3 are. I would agree with that. Um and like don't get me wrong, like they're all bad. Episode 2 Anakin is like the biggest creep to ever creep from creep to the episode.
1: Um, episode two, I think, has like some points that are like arguably maybe a little lower at times than episode one, but like it also has like a much better scenes from what I remember. Yeah, so for
0: and and for me, like I didn't, you know, I didn't love, but I didn't hate solo. Book of Boba Fett was was not great, but episode one is kind of offensive <laughs> in how bad it is to be honest. Uh, Like, and I'm not even talking about all the racial stereotypes. Right. I assumed
1: you were, but yeah, there's that. Uh, (laughs) There's definitely that, but
0: there's a lot of that too. Yes. So I, that's, I know it's a cliche answer, but it's my answer.
2: I've not been able to get into any of the cartoons. I don't hate them. I'm just, just broad statement. Any of them, Clone Wars. I've, I've heard they're all good. Yeah. They're not all good. Some of them are good. I'm just not interested in them.
1: I don't know why. Um, Does it make you any more interested when some of the stuff from them ends up in like the other stuff we do watch, like Mandalorian? Like definitely has like some of the stuff. Yeah. Nope.
2: I don't know. Just not into it. Uh. Yeah. uh, Fucking tie. Episode one is just bad. Um. I really hated Solo. Really. Yeah. If I would have put a grade on it, it'd be like zero point five. I really hated it. Wow. I, I really didn't like it. I sat next to you. We watched it together, Paul. We're in the theater together.
0: Yeah, I remember. I mean... I fucking hated it. I don't know. I feel like Donald Glover's worth at least a star by himself in this movie.
2: Uh,
0: like, come on. He's a really good land,
2: young Lando. Yeah, I agree. He's just a good fucking actor. I don't know
1: if he was a good Lando. He's just, he's just good. Yeah. I... Yeah. So what would you say episode one or solo? In the end. Solo. I would go back and watch episode one again. You would not watch solo. Fair enough. Definitely. That is that is a fair point. Cause I I I think I feel the same way, but I don't know. I I maybe maybe some of that also is just that it's like, well, like episode one, like you you maybe watch again because it's like it ties in with other things in a way that solo really kinda doesn't or or it doesn't tie in with the way that you really care much about.
2: Mm-hmm. At
1: this point we know it happens. I don't need to watch it again. Yeah. Um it's interesting you mentioned those movies since they kind of tie into each other in a weird way. But yeah. um yeah, for me, I mean, the common thread here is episode 1. Um when I read this email, the two things that came to me immediately and I was like I I'm not sure because I dislike them intensely in very different ways are episode one. Absolutely. And rise of Skywalker, honestly, which, which I thought was wow. just an abysmal end to, to that. Like it, like, and again, like, I think maybe I still take episode one is worse, but like rise of Skywalker just has so many just bad points in it. Like there's stuff I like. Okay. In it but like, there's just so much that is just so ludicrously and, and it's well-worn territories. I won't go into it, but just like so much in that movie. That's just like, why, why, why? Like, like just over and over again, like what is going on? What, why? Like, like I, I will never understand like, well, and and I think this has been borne out. Like I I'm someone who liked the last Jedi decently enough. I I can, I don't think it's a perfect movie by any means, but I liked it decently enough. Um, And there was so much hate for that movie and then fucking Rise of Skywalker came out and it's like, look, you cannot hate Last Jedi, like when this thing is here. Like, like, like Last Jedi, like you may not like some of the choices it made and that's fine. But like it is like there is just so much of Rise of Skywalker that is just like this, like makes absolutely no sense in the world, like no sense whatsoever at all it doesn't even try to make sense and 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 it's not like little things it's like major major things like over and over again and like i feel like you can't even say that about episode one honestly episode one is just like you know just has large parts that are painful and unfortunately like your main character more or less you know depending on who you think the main character is but like the person who goes on to be the main character is just like unwatchable in that movie and you know it kind of sucks for that kid but it Yes. is. Yeah. yeah.
0: I think, well, so here's what I'll say. The sequel trilogy, if nothing else, it seems like Lucasfilm has at least learned its lesson from it in that you actually need to have a plan. plan when you make out. Yeah. And you know, like most, a lot of what they've done since rise of Skywalker has come out. Uh, I know it's TV, but it's like, it's been good. Yeah, sure. Um, it's been more good than bad. Sure. Um, which has been good, which you know, which you know is encouraging. I think, yeah, I don't know. For, for me, the other thing about episode one is, it's completely not necessary.
1: Yeah, machete order, right? We've shown. Yeah, it it is completely like the only thing you really miss by not watching episode one is is the lightsaber duel at the end, which is cool, right? The, but and, there's and, no,
0: there's no plot like no, no, any no. plot that you need gets delivered at the beginning of episode two. You're fine.
1: Yeah. So
0: you could just, yeah. you could just
1: skip it. Yeah. Like the, the only thing I think that, that, that is like makes episode one, like worth it in any way, shape or form is like one, just that lightsaber duel itself, which is very well choreographed. The, the whole thing with like the energy fields that go between them mm-hmm. is very cool. Like it, 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 it paces that fight very well. Um, But then also, like, the idea, and I know I've seen it said before, maybe Lucas said it, honestly, I can't remember now, like, the idea that, like, you know, that the song, obviously, that plays during that is Duel of the Fates, and, like, that truly is the Duel of the Fates. Like, that is the fight where that sets Anakin on his path in a lot of ways, because I think the idea is that, like, if Qui-Gon had lived and won that battle, like, he is the person who could have trained Anakin in a way that, like, would actually have, like, Helped him have like some balance and some love in his life, or some yeah oh. yeah like like he is he because he is the person like who kind of didn't follow what the Jedi Council said, which is kind of why he wasn't mm-hmm. on the Jedi Council. Like and sort of issued the idea that like you shouldn't have any attachments and all that. Like he's he's kind of the one who, as a master, would probably not have been like you know like oh like you know like like kind of belittling Anakin all the time the way that sort of they do in the in the later mm-hmm. prequels. And no offense to Obi-Wan, Obi-Wan is just not ready, honestly, to be a man like his, his, his master. Like he's barely out of being a Padawan himself. So it's like kind of not fair to him to kind of put that on him. And I do like that idea. Like, like. So in the end, the Jedi Council was right. and They shouldn't have trained him. Given that, given that Qui-Gon was dead, I guess maybe. Yeah. 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 I, I guess that, that is kind of true um yeah like it's weird because it's like I read sometimes like just randomly I come across shit like on the internet that has like different theories and different thoughts and stuff about like stuff that happens in the prequels and some of it's quite interesting like reading into stuff that happened or something but like the problem is that it's like when you talk about it it's like yeah but like none of this was like stated explicitly enough or none of it was like explored enough in the movie itself it's like would have been a better movie like all of them would have like, you know, would have been better movies if they had actually gone into some of this stuff a little more.
0: I agree with you, but I generally speaking, I have to give Star Wars some credit where it, it would have been easy to just pretend like the prequels never happened. But they've done a pretty decent job of, like, incorporating a lot of that
1: into yeah. Star Wars. And it's just like,
0: no, we're going to own it. Like, it's part of what happened. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think that's probably for the best. and And it helps. in certain ways like rehabilitate the prequels a little bit um like retroactively you know by kind of forcing you to sort of like be like right yeah i guess this is this stuff actually happened like this is a thing
0: i i wonder how much of that will happen with the sequel trilogy yeah moving forward because like the other thing that's happened since that's come out right there's been nothing that takes place after that right they've gone back to earlier time frames right the
1: closest basically is the mandalorian which take which is taking place in the you know, in the time in between, which
0: is still right, which is still not that close, right. right? It's still right. Quite a while before the Force Awakens starts.
1: Yeah, exactly. Do we ever do? Do we get a sense? I'm sure it says it somewhere as to like what what year, what what year, Aby after s- the Battle of Yavin, like the the uh Force Awakens takes place. They do say it somewhere and I could probably
0: Google for it. The number sticks in my head is that I think the first season takes place 12 years after Jedi, the first season
1: of uh,
0: Mandalorian Of Mandalorian.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They definitely say in Mandalorian, but I was wondering like, when does force awaken take, take, take place? Like, like at what, point? Oh, oh, oh. like at what point have the first order completely like risen up and they're like a big thing. Like how many years later is that? And it's like, I kind of can't tell. Like, it's like, well, how how much older is Han or Han Solo and Leia supposed to be than they are in Return of the Jedi? I don't know. <laughs> right, uh, or like how old
0: is Kylo right, Ren in right, that movie? Like, right, I don't know how old he is. Yeah,
1: he can't be that old, right?
0: I assume he's in his twenties, right?
1: Like mid twenties, like twenty five, yeah. something like that, probably.
0: Something like that, yeah,
1: yeah. So okay, so it's
0: so it's probably thirty-ish. I'm sure there's, I'm sure it's established somewhere, yeah,
1: like thirty. 30- a little more than 30 years, probably, since since Return of the Dead Eye, something like that. Yeah, we're saying this as though, like you said, it's not out there somewhere, probably. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I think those three movies that we named between us have to be what most people would say, right? Phantom Menace, Rise of Skywalker, Solo. Like, those feel like clearly three movies that get a lot of shit. And somewhat deservedly so. <laughs> in, in in all three cases. So
2: if somebody else wants to send us an email, Mish, where do they send it?
1: They would send it to talktopodflix at gmail.com and you can ask okay. you can you can weigh in on your own Star Wars stuff that you hate, or you can ask us about something completely different. Either one. Thirty years, one those, by the way. Things. Thirty years. It is thirty years. Okay. Yep. So yeah, probably still too early to like you could run into some of the sequel people in Mandalorian or something like that. Like, like like Mas Kanata or someone like that. Right. Like, like that feels like someone, she definitely feels like someone who's got a story and you know, it's a story for another time. Nish. Yeah. I mean, that that's like one big remaining thread from the sequel trilogy. Right. I know you're trying to get out of here, Willie, but (laughs) Um, which is um, how did you get, the, the, lightsaber. the lightsaber yeah 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 like that that feels like something they should make a story about at some point maybe fuck it wouldn't
0: surprise me if a mandalorian episode answers that question
1: it feels like that's the kind of thing that would be there right that's or like Dave yeah thing that he likes to do yeah. yeah yeah so all right so yeah yeah so talk to podfix at gmail.com you can email us and, and don't tweet at us because twitter's become a total shit show. that's right and we're not on i don't know anything whatever, whatever. yeah or whatever.
2: Yeah. What's our parlor handle? <laughs> uh,
1: okay. Jesus.
2: Is still <laughs> too much? Yeah.